0: time for us to delve into the murky depths of the mind of producer Merrill. It is the M-Files.
1: So Lee, you're a parent. I'm sure you can relate to the whole favourite child stuff that happens in every family. My kids are always accusing me of having a favourite child, which honestly is quite ridiculous given I don't like either of them very much most of the time. (laughs) Freeload and whinges, the pair of them. It's why my dog is actually far and away my favourite. Still, I like to string them along a bit on this. The other day, one of them borrowed their sibling's phone to give me a call, and I answered by saying, oh, hello, favourite child. Oh! It wouldn't have mattered which kid was calling. I would have said the same, just to mess with their heads a bit. Now, every parenting manual in the world would say that good mothers don't deliberately cause mental disorders in their children. The same books would also say that parents don't really have favourite children, that we love our kids equally, although for very different reasons. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Those books are full of crap. And I challenge you to deny it, Lee. We all have our favourite, although in my case, my favourite child changes frequently, sometimes even on a daily basis. Which kid has given me the least grief right now? Yes. Mm, easy pick then. That one will be my favourite. If you're being all moany and demanding and annoying, well, guess what? You move to number two on my favourites list. Bring me wine and tell me how pretty I'm looking lately <laughs> will take you straight to the top of the pile. And if they are both channelling my very best attributes and being witty, charming and attentive, then they share equal billing. It's really not that hard. Of course, my kids often compete not to be my favourite. I remember a stage when they both lived at home and the elder was being particularly clever and successful. As such, I was showering him with a fair amount of non-antipathy, which led the younger child to complain that it wasn't fair that her big brother was clearly the favourite. To which Alex responded, Trust me, when you're the favourite, mum pays you a lot of attention too much attention. You really don't want that. I actually heard, overheard Zoe telling my son a few years later, after she'd received a big dose of my undivided attention, that he'd been right. Being favourite was just not worth the intense parental focus that came with it. Now, I was one of five children, Lee, and fairly far along the offspring line, so I was never anyone's favourite yeah. in my family. In fact, I was pretty lucky if my re- mother remembered my name. Often when she wanted me for something, her hollering would sound something like this. Come here, Greg, uh, Craig, st- st- Stephen, Elizabeth, Polly, um, Mudsy, Boo, or Meryl. I don't mind the name of our cats and dogs being called before me. In fact, I understand it now that I'm a parent. Being a favourite sets the bar pretty high raises lots of expectations. I reckon my kids are far better off knowing that even if they never amount to anything in their lives, their mother will never be disappointed in them.
0: <laughs> I think I can relate to that a lot. My wife's often said her favourite child is me. <laughs> I... <laughs> That's the M-Files, birthdays next. is the Spin Doctors, leave for Breakfast, Triple M. Alright, the Toowoomba Repertory Theatre gearing up for their next big production because they to shut down throughout COVID last year and they can't wait to be back on the stage again. Uh, Pride and Prejudice with a, a bit of a 1920s twist to it. It'll be the production that'll happen early next year uh, following auditions and a, uh, a sneaky audition here in the studio under a supposed interview with the director. Uh, producer Merrill put herself forward and has got herself the role uh, of Mrs Bennett. Uh, Mrs Bennett's eventual son-in-law in in this show, is one of the famous characters in uh, Mr. Darcy. And uh, Isaac Devlin, former Downland student, uh, is in the role of the man who uh, has all the money and all the interest of the young ladies. Uh, Good morning to you, mate. Is that something you
2: can relate to? Look, I would love to say it was. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, it's a lot of pressure riding on being this, I guess... Icon, for, 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 for that reason. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean,
0: 1995, were you even with us in 1995? Not at all. No, so there you go. There goes your question about him uh, knowing about, uh, was it Colin Firth that played uh, yeah, Mr. Darcy yeah, in the movie? Forrest. Have you seen that yet? Have you have you immersed yourself in the culture of uh, Pride and Prejudice, uh, the Jane Austen
2: novel, the, the movie mm. of 95, all of those things? Well, yeah. I, I About a week before the audition, which is when I knew about it, I went on a furious Pride and Prejudice binge. Um, unfortunately, we haven't hit the Colin Firth adaptation yet. Right, but it's definitely on the list now that I know that it is important. Yes, it's it's, it's definitely definitely there. So uh, that's going to be next. I had to study for my part
0: here uh, under threat of goodness knows what might have happened to me. Tires probably would have got slashed if I hadn't have done it properly on the day when we had the director in uh, in order to get producer Merrill over the line. And uh, I was watching the version that has uh, Donald Sutherland as Mister Bennett. I was trying to do Donald Sutherland's Mister Bennett. There's a lot of versions out there, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So you've got a a lot to long way to go. Rehearsals for months. Before we get on stage uh, early next year, uh, mm. you, you're obviously right into the uh, into the theatre. Is that all the productions that you're
2: uh, doing at the moment, or have you got your hand in a few pies? Oh, I've I've got some stuff slowly rolling its way through, but this is the main Ooh. production that I've got to focus on. Definitely. All right. What about uh, sport? Now you went to Downlands. You mm. into the rugby? Oh, no. No, not really.
0: What about rugby league? Oh, no. Not really? Okay. No, nah, not really. Oh, you're in a lot of trouble in this morning. Uh, <laughs> because what I thought we'd do, uh, because your father-in-law is Mr. Bennett, the character that I uh, portrayed in the uh, mm. in the supposed interview, and <laughs> uh, Mr. Bennett, uh, his daughter is Elizabeth, who you married. Funny enough, super coach Wayne Bennett has a daughter, whose name is Elizabeth. So your father-in-law could very well have been Wayne Bennett Or Mr. Bennett. So we're going to play, is it Wayne Bennett or is it Mr. Bennett? Sorry, I don't have a budget for intros. But (laughs) I'm going to read a quote. You've got to tell me, is it Mr. Bennett from Pride and Prejudice or is it Wayne Bennett, the super coach? Okay. Here we go. First one. It's convenient. If there is no statute, even if we see something, we don't have authority to do anything about it. Wayne Bennett oh. or Mr. Bennett? I've got to say Mr. Bennett. Dun-dun! Oh. oh, no! <laughs> Hang on. I do have a budget for those. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. Just came through then. We just got it approved. Uh, no, that's Wayne Bennett. I don't know what oh, he was talking d- d- about. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what he was talking about. It's convenient if there's no statute, even if we see something, we don't have authority to do anything about it. All right. Okay. Next one. For what we do live but to make sport for
2: our neighbours and laugh at them in our turn. Is that Mr. Bennett or Wayne Bennett? I'm I'm, going to stick with my guns. I'm going to say Mr. Bennett again.
0: Well done. That
2: is from Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice.
0: All right. Next one. Uh, We all know him to be a proud, unpleasant sort of bloke. I'm taking a little bit of reference. But (laughs) this would be nothing if you really liked him.
2: Is that Wayne Bennett?
0: Or is that Mr. Bennett?
2: Oh, okay. So, so bloke, was that some uh, creative license? Oh, he said or man. We all know to be a proud,
0: <laughs> unpleasant sort of man, but this would be nothing if you really liked him.
2: Oh, that, that, that one is definitely Mr. Bennett. Two
0: out of three. I reckon that is pretty good. I've got to say, I I was going to do one more. But I think this probably would have given it away. The effort of the players have put put in has been tremendous. I have great admiration for them for what they do week in, week out, year in, year out, game in, game out. I think we all know who that is. Of course, Mr Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. But there you go. Uh, You know more than you realised. deciphering sport and your role in Pride and Prejudice and your father-in-law, Mr
2: Bennett. Uh, Well done on getting the role, the much, much prize role. Thank you very, very much. Um, Let's hope that we can kind of live up to that. Colin Firth adaptation. Well, <laughs> uh, I, you better start working on the abs from what I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh,
0: that seems to be the number one thing. I don't think anyone heard him speak. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, keep going on the uh, the old ab crunches and you should be sweet. Uh, wonderful to talk to you, mate. Uh, yeah, Isaac Devlin, who is playing Mr Darcy in the upcoming production of the uh, Toowoomba Repertory Theatre of Pride and Prejudice. It's a quarter to eight. would leave for breakfast at Triple M. Always great to find out what's happening in the beautiful part of our region that is the Southern Downs and the mayor of that magnificent part of the region is Vic Panisi and he joins me for breakfast again this morning. Good morning to you Vic.
3: Good morning, good morning to you, good morning to all the listeners and what a great morning to wake up with a little bit of moisture out there. Oh,
0: isn't it great? We're we're (laughs) going to talk water in uh, in just a moment, although, because I know that that has been a big part of your budget, Uh, you've uh, released that, uh, a small rate rise but of course water security being one of the big things that you were concentrating on there.
3: Look, without a doubt uh, uh, you know, today is one day closer to the next drought and while it's so wet at the moment uh, I know that there will be another drought as there's been in the past and we tend to forget the drought during a wet time and we must not be in the same position we found ourselves in in this drought uh, when the next drought comes so it is a big focus of council and uh, uh, I can tell you from my point of view, while there's breath in my body, I won't let anyone forget the
0: drought. Fantastic to see this time of the year that you've been able to capitalise on the uh, the tourism dollop. Snowflakes in Stanthorpe it was a huge success with thousands of people coming to town. Of course, you're gearing up now for Jumpers and Jazz in July.
3: Yeah, that's right. Look, it took a lot of courage for the committee of Jumpers and Jazz to continue with that Uh, festival under tumultuous times and uncertain times uh, but they they bit the bullet and went ahead and uh, you know it was a great success and it's hats off to all of those volunteers and at the end of the day it's volunteers that are the powerhouse of communities it's hats hats off to them and uh, the uh, Jumpers and Jazz is about to take place as well and I'll just I'll just say if you If you can help them in any way, they are badly needing volunteers. And and I said before, you know, the volunteers are the powerhouse and Jumpers and Jazz has got a string of them. uh, And we're about to go through a couple of weeks of, very entertaining, guys.
0: Yeah, be a part of it. It's a fantastic event uh, now getting national attention. So uh, please uh, get in touch and uh, volunteer if you can. And I see the Southern Downs Regional Council appointed the Endeavour Foundation to manage your uh, 11 supervised waste facilities that will start uh, or has started from the 1st of July.
3: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, what a wonderful group of people yeah. that are helping some disadvantaged uh, in, in the community. They do a great job and it's just rewarding to see uh, their staff feel like they're contributing something to society. You know, they, they've been dealt, a, a, you know, a uh, not such a great blow in life, uh, but uh, with Endeavour. Uh, you know, they're made feel like they're contributing. And it's just great to see when you go through their facilities, um, you know, their staff, how happy and how proud they are of what they do. And it couldn't have gone to a better group of
0: people. Yeah, no doubt about that I think they're celebrating a bit of a milestone too uh, some 70 years in the Southern Downs of looking after people with disabilities and they do wonderful, wonderful work and they will do a great job of managing the uh, region's waste facilities and that is already underway and fantastic and uh, also the uh, Southern Downs Regional Council under Vic Panisi doing a wonderful job of keeping things ticking along there and we appreciate as always your time Uh, thank you very much and uh, enjoy living in paradise.
3: I do enjoy living in paradise. (laughs) There's nowhere else to live.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Get down to the Southern Downs. Check out the uh, Jumpers of Jazz in July. Don't forget, if you are in the region, uh, put your hand up to volunteer. You will be uh, well recognised for that. Thank you again, Vic, and we'll talk soon. Thank you
3: and all the best and stay safe, guys.
2: You cannot be serious!
0: Yes, I'm serious, and picture this. You find yourself running foul of the law and on the wrong end of a high-speed police chase. Now, I'm no first-hand expert, but I've seen enough live-eye footage to know there are a few rules. And for the most part, Joanna Gardell from Massachusetts in the US was ticking all the boxes after stealing a vehicle. For two hours, Gardell refused to pull over. (coughs) Ran red lights. (coughs) Drove in the wrong direction rammed into several vehicles, including two police cruisers. And stopped at a McDonald's drive-thru for a six-pack of Chicken McNuggets. Mm. Yes, this criminal genius pulled into the drive-thru during the two-hour chase and ordered some nuggies while the police were hot on her heels. Gardell cornered, then tried to run away from them, but tripped over a flower bed and was subsequently apprehended too many chicken McNuggies. And a woman in New Zealand refusing to bring another Mackenzie or Jackie to the world has named her three kids Metallica, Pantera and Slayer. For the uninitiated they're the names of three of the world's most well-known heavy metal bands. Oh and baby Metallica's middle name is also and I'm not kidding and Justice for All. A nod to the band's fourth album. Now these kids will either have the best or absolute worst time in school depending primarily on whether eighties thrash is currently cool with the youth and where the little Metallica has to deal with terrible classmates like Napster but it could have been far worse she could have named the trio England Soccer Team
2: you cannot be serious